It's man, I have gone easier than I ever have. And Tom still wants me to go easier. He's like, you still ride endurance rides too hard. He made the comment yesterday. Uh, we were talking about what I was going to do yesterday. He's like, well, I figure you'll probably do some of those like, uh, un- he didn't say unprescribed harder references. He goes, but I figure you'll probably dig a little bit deeper on a couple of those hills around you like you normally do. And I was like, wait, are you saying that I'm riding too hard? He's like, well, you have these like, tempo and threshold like surges sometimes and it's an endurance ride and i'm like god dude i was like this summer or this winter in florida i'm like i'm gonna ride tom bell easy he's like oh it's gonna be amazing if you do that so he even gets on you if you get into tempo he yeah what so tech the literature supposedly supports that when you are riding in tempo your glycolytic rate goes up so you are then getting totally away from becoming efficient at fat burning and you are creating the fatiguing byproducts of when on the low level of when you go really hard. He's like, yeah, it should be endurance. He goes, you want to ride 75% endurance. He goes, you should be riding like 65%. He goes, I would love to see intensity factor like 0.6. I'm like, dude, that is so slow. He's like, yeah, and you'll get faster. It's, uh, you should come here. You should, you should come here and change with these guys. You would see how slow they ride. I'm I'm shocked sometimes. I was just I was just gonna say that sounds like what we always hear about, like the European riders, is you know, just totally chill, but long, but long. Yeah. So I was training. I was training with Alfie guys like uh, for the last few weeks, and we did a five hour ride, and it was painfully slow. I had like. Uh, zero, zero, 064 intensity factor and the other guys had even lower than me and their Perfect. FTP is their FTP is probably 50 watts higher than mine it's just like it's but they're so fast in corners just like railing through corners even on the training ride dude I'm like you know it's something that we say it's like okay do two hard sessions a week I think three hard sessions is too much now um, I mean I've gone into some of these intervals I'm like god this is gonna be so hard I like go to go hard. I'm like, dude, I'm flying right now. Like this is insane. I was doing some five by fives a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I wish there was a bike race. Like I'd be really hard to beat. And you know, he, so to regarding the testing, like Tom will also talk about like opportunity costs, you know, like you go and do one workout, you obviously can't do another one. He's like, so why test when you could do something that's going to physiologically make you faster you're going to get these numbers at some point naturally. He goes, I just don't need WKO to tell me. Like, I don't need it to validate what we know is working. Like, you're fucking racing super well. You're either on the podium or, like, at the very finish. Like, you're not going to win every bike race, right? He's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel really good. He's like, that's, that's all we need. No, don't. we're not going to waste a day and go do a five-minute test. I'm like and he's like plus then it's like what's one off what's a one-off power and he's like dude you talk about this what's a one-off power number really matter so you can change a wko metric and feel good about yourself i'm like when you put it that way and so it's very i can't remember if i asked him this but like for me to buy into what he does there's a lot of faith in the concept of training like hey here are the principles this is what we're going to do you're going to be fast and i race enough so that i can have the test of them but when you got Sally Pants, who's racing like once every six weeks, she needs a little bit of that reassurance. So you got to do, I think then you got to do some litmus tests. I don't know. It's, <laughs> the train is so amazing. These conversations is just like, it just highlights everybody 
is such a different athlete. Everybody needs different reassurance. Um, then there's the mental side. So like as some, a, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, as a, as a coach, you know, being taking what you just described as far as the easy rides, long rides, um, as a coach, do you have any uh, concern about putting in what are what easy but necessary rides with our athletes and it's not ha- doesn't have enough spice in there to keep these guys interested do we you know i got i gotta throw in a one minute max on this day and i gotta do some tempo intervals over here at least to keep it interesting because you know for the reasons we know well i don't think so there's definitely i definitely do tempo rides i don't think it's all easy it's just the easy he wants me to do easier and mm-hmm. You know, there's, he's big into tempo. There's like probably, you know, it's like if I had to make a week, it would be one harder day, like a VO2 max workout. And everything's like four hours, three to four hours. That's one thing I actually want to change with athletes. If these guys are cat three, four or five, I'm going to ask them how many days a week can we do three hour rides? They're doing two and a half, three hour races. If they could do if doing three hours on Saturday and Sunday or four hours is the long ride, allow them to do one or two more three hour rides during the week. I guarantee they, I have gotten faster by doing more three and a half hour rides. I usually make them four, but yeah. And so, uh, so, so to, keep it, to keep it like, you know, fresh for them, there's definitely variety. And I think that, you could have them do to keep them excited about people. Some people do like testing. I kind of personally miss that aspect of it, but I believe in what he's having me do, but I still have, I mean, you guys see it. It's like, let's go see what is your one minute, your three minute. Give me a one off best. Plus I think it keeps an athlete confident. Like I've asked him, I'm like, dude, I don't even know what I could do for a minute. He's like, but does it matter? I'm like, I'm just, I'm a very trusting person. So it's like, whatever, let's just do what you want to do. But I want to say one thing real quick, Craig, you know what I've done? Cause I think what you're asking is like, cause sometimes an athlete will look at it and you're just, they look at it like copy paste. Like I'm doing the same endurance ride over and over and over. So I'll just tweak it and maybe the title will be something different. And maybe the description will be a little different. It still is the same ride, but it looks different. And like, I'm not trying to trick them, but I think mentally it makes them think that it's not just copy paste week to week that it's just another four hour endurance ride or another three hour endurance ride. I, I, I feel like that's, that's helped me on the calendars. Yeah. And you can have them work on all sorts of skills while they're just doing endurance risers. You can work position for 30 minutes, you know, two by 20 at slightly higher cadence, two by 20, slightly lower cadence, get anything to occupy the brain. So they're not just like, I'm just riding boring. That's a really that's, good point. I too. think you can yeah. add a lot of stuff to that. Or you can also explain to them how workouts affect each other. They're just like if they're going too hard in a, one day and just like how, how that will uh, snow, create a snowball effect and affect the workouts coming up. That's how I did it. Yeah, I look back and I'm like, I'd always kind of wondered like, you know, nationals would happen in June and then I'd be pretty like July and August I'd race. But I was like, I'm good. I've had my fill. I was training way too hard. I think the WKO webinars lead to people going way too hard. Um, if, I can go back, if I can go back to yeah. the topic that Josh started 
So uh, I had this with one of with uh, one of my guys, and we were just talking. It's just like um, I don't know where to go from now. So I basically talk to him and say like, "Hey, okay, your races are canceled. How about if we do uh, two weeks of just like online racing and fast group events?" And he got his validation because he was setting records from race to race to race to race in two weeks. And then at the end of the two weeks, he texts me, just like, "Thank you for the thank you for the last three months, like the progress you made." He got his validation. Happy days. So here's another thing, actually. I didn't even think about this example. When you say that, like getting the validation, he's in our chat group. Um, super strong dude. Really want His FTP was about 325 set in um, WKO. Super anaerobic dude. FRC is really high. Sprint PMAX is, I think, over 1,600. Uh, why did he, and so, you know, back in the day, you would make a case that his FTP is higher when we didn't have these metrics telling us how to split out aerobic and anaerobic contributions. Anyway, so I'm like, hey, dude, listen, I've been doing these over-unders. They have no doubt made me stronger. I think these are going to be really good for your road races. Let's do that. And then let's do like this six by six block that I had made, whereas, you know, you're riding 105 to 110% with really short rest in just six periods. And then you reduce the rest and they people usually crush like a 35 minute PR. So we did the over-unders, then we did some VO2 max stuff, and then we did a six by six. And he was like, I feel faster. He's like, but I it's hard to gauge these numbers. Like we're not doing two by twenties, which are so much easier to follow. And I'm like, well dude, in two weeks, you're gonna set this 35 minute PR and just crush it. And maybe that's gonna be the validation that you want. And I was really curious how I was going to go. I'm like, this is a great test. Dude set a lifetime 20 to 45 minute PR. And he was like, well, I guess that worked. Crazy. <laughs> but I mean, he bought into, okay, let's train the physiology. Let's just not go after these numbers. And, you know, I put out on Instagram, hey, trying to increase your FTP. Do you do steady state or do you do over-unders? 47 votes to 47 votes. Like, could big sample size for Instagram. I mean, hundred people voting. That's great. I don't know if I've ever had that many people contribute to something like that. Um, you know, WKO, I went back to look at the old webinar. They're all about steady state. They're all about, you know, but pushing the envelope. I think that's the, the misstep. People are like, I'm just going to ride sweet spot. Sweet spot is not going to increase your FTP. If you're a trained athlete, it is not going to do it go alex what are you, your point i see you uh, i was po- I, I, I was pointing at that just because like the recent uh analysis you sent me was a guy racing around pontus in europe who i'm doing um even two, two times uh, 60 minutes of sweet spot and i was thinking and you're and you're saying he has a super high ftp since super high to uh from 20 minutes to 40 minutes he would just need a bit of high intensity to bump up his ceiling voila he can stay with the front group easily totally and i think you know, I had a good conversation with the guy who did Leadville. And I think this is where I found that sweet spot would be good. Someone that is doing those grand fondos in Europe where they are literally going and sweet spotting for three hours that day in a seven hour ride or training for a race like Leadville when you're going to be at such a high altitude that your power is going to be lower. Go and ride a ton of sweet spot a couple times though. <laughs> like, Two, three times. So you are used to pedaling that hard that long. But dude, riding at 95%, go at 105%, like yeah, push. People, people overdo it. 
people overdo it just because, like you say, it's working out. It makes you feel good. Like it's uh, you, you're exhausted afterwards. Y- Jens Reinders. Do you remember Yen yeah. said that? He's like, yeah. dude, my three-hour power was amazing, but I sucked at racing. I did the same exact thing to myself. I was out crushing two-hour, like, 380 watts for two and a half hours or something ridiculous. Somebody brought this up to me, actually, on Strava. They're like, I've been following you for a long time. You used to do these crazy long rides. And I was like, yeah, dude, you know what? I thought that's what I needed, and then I went and raced, and I sucked. There was no high-end. Like, just totally t- transformed myself into this, like, monotonous rider because i thought that's what gravel racing was going to be people talked about high power output for long duration so i was like well i'm gonna go crush almost 400 watts for three hours watch me now and then i was like oh this is gravel ton of vo2 max i'm actually not that good at this now so you know it's we turn ourselves can i ask a question yeah uh so if you would compare yourself to like brandon from 2020 and 2019 18 to now like how would you how would you say that uh, your training and racing differs to before yeah so i think the biggest thing is uh, and actually when so tom when i reached out to him i think he was confused he knew who we were and he was like hey so i just sent an, in- an inquiry for like coaching I-, I think he was surprised i was looking for a coach and i said listen my biggest thing is like I can handle surges, but when they're repetitive, I really struggle. And like, it's when it's getting whittled down by guys who are stronger than me, I said that it's, I don't lose the group on like, you know, it must have the big hill in a road race, like a five minute effort. I lose them when we're like smashing each other for like 20, 30 minutes at the end of a long gravel race or, you know, just some like, you know, I don't like riding hard, uh, riding like hard over and over again. And so, you know, I think now having done a lot of over-unders and having done more easy riding, surprisingly, I mean, it's not intuitive, but the ability to go hard and recover and go hard again, I'm, there's no way to, there's no metric, definitely clearing lactate way better. And actually it was Patrick, when we did the Grand Fondo, he's like, dude, you were like hitting it and you would rest for like five seconds hitting it again. Like, dude, you just kept throwing punches and um, just that is no doubt the difference. I'm actually the only, I really think I wasn't that sad about missing gravel worlds. I was sad to not know where I would come in because John Borselman won again and it was him and Colin. And I'm like, I think I could have been, I don't know. There's no way to tell, but like I looked down the list of people and I'm like, I was fifth last year, 2019. Um, and the reason I missed it was we got dropped going through this town and I missed, I thought this one team was going to chase these guys down and they didn't. So it was more a tactical error than a, than a physical one. And I'm definitely stronger. Um, and then just being stronger, I think later in rides from all the endurance work, like, the endurance of becoming more efficient at using fatty acids for fuel and having that glycogen store later on, no metric. Um, and just having continual like four hour rides of muscle contractions over and over and over and over and over again, I've leaned up. I also think the no sugar thing, Craig, I think that's been a huge, uh, game changer for me. I'm probably like consistently three to five pounds lighter and 
so yeah, I, I think I think, and I'm fresher. I just feel I'm riding more, but not as hard. And so I'm mentally, I'm like hungry for it all the time. I mean, it's. I was actually getting sad the other day. I'm like September, like the races are almost done, and I'm, I'm I want to go. Like let's do this. So I'm taking that fire, and I'm like, okay, now we're going to tone it down. We're going to do big volume. We're going to go super easy. I'm going to buy into what Tom said because. I got, I buried myself last year, just, you know, he said do a 25 hour week and I did a 30 hour week. And so, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think that's the answer. Um, surging longer I re- and I recover from surges definitely more effectively, which is obviously just a game. You said, you, said you, felt, you feel stronger, um, longer into the into the rides let's say you know three and a half hour point of a four hour ride is do you um so i can you do more do you test do do you how do you so it's again it's based, based on feelings of like races so like a great example that i go back to with him is like earlier in the year commerce road race i was looking around the dudes i was with and i was like these guys are like i'm about to just i'm i'm gonna put in one effort and just drop these guys and these are like will harden and it was early spring race to be fair but will harden is strong as um just from racing i mean i race enough that those are more my litmus tests than like uh training you know tom's not huge into the one thing is that i think replicating doing a sim now and again i think is good for mental like you know what you've got going into it he's not huge into that he just kind of like has a lot of faith and uh i mean i I can't argue with it it's working i would i would put myself against me the past couple years for sure and just be like go race i would have just as good or better of a shot of beating myself um just feeling really like hour three. I'm just like, Oh, we've been riding for three hours. Let's go. I'm ready. Um, you know, just the depth is just, but the, the ride itself, if it's a training ride, it doesn't, it doesn't change. Like, Oh man, I feel like I could really smash this last half hour, but I'm not, I'm going to continue this endurance ride. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just made that comment yesterday to him. I was like, dude, if I had to hit it, I could have turned it on. Like just, but just keep cruising. And I, 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 I'm trying to think, I just made a blog. Can't remember where I put this, but I was like, I always thought I was super aerobic based. And this dude has made me be like, nah, man, you're still going too hard. He, I mean, so we, it's known. I mean, Alex probably hears this, like the American cyclist, we go hard. And he's like, Tom says, so like, so, you know, like at least in the UK, like the American cyclist is a term just you guys train so hard it's not the effect it's not the way to do it and i'm like really like people say that he's like yeah when someone's trained hard like up oh, american cyclist like she's like well dude case in point like you've said you think that you are you train pretty easy you're training too hard and he got stricken me one time after i was coming back from injury i was like i gotta test this i gotta do these vo2 max intervals and he's like yo dude time for me to pull the reins in stop going hard trust me you're riding too hard. You're going way too anaerobic. You're going to push your FTP down. This is not going to give you success in your races. Are you, you, you down to like, do what I tell you to do. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. 
he's like cool four hour endurance ride and i was like okay and then it was just like back to crushing alex so uh you probably know thomas gibbons from the states he's a really good grip rider yeah so he stayed in the, the exact same apartment as i i'm staying he is really good friends with Frederick Backard. So Frederick Backard writes for, uh, we used to write for one team, the coffee dish and uh, now B&B hotels, pro country team. They're really good friends. And Frederick made a comment, just like you said, like American cyclists, like before Thomas used to train really, really hard when he was here in Belgium. But then they, they connected with each other. Uh, he gave him training tips, helped him, helped him like train, took him on rides and, and uh, later I think he also ended up as a stagiaire for a work with him. So he just like, had to slow him down, chill, and like his progression went. It's crazy. So I got a question for you guys. And then you guys, this, this question will probably be easily picked apart, but do you think that you should be going for P- that you should be not going for, but getting PRs for certain power numbers in training, or should you be getting these PRs in racing? Training. Both. The only reason why is there's rare, it depends, but in a race, hopefully you're not doing a one-off max. Like if you get a five minute max in a race, it's like, dude, how did you, are you even going deep enough in training? If I was doing a five minute max, I'm dead. I can't pedal after that thing. So like, how did that happen? And maybe that's just, they're new and they're getting a ton of progression, but. I would say both because it depends also on which point of the race the PR happens. Yeah, like you might PR early on, hanging on. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you do the PR at four, four hours in. Yeah, which is that's when it's like they PR, they probably got dropped that race. I'm like, dude, this is what you're just not strong enough yet. Yeah. Reality, we all want to be strong enough, but hey, you got dropped. It's all right. So yeah, but that also like going to uh, what you just said. Um, like in the states, you can I think you can pick the category you race. I don't know how that system works. So that could be also a uh, good indicator that you're maybe punching well above your weight that you should like maybe step down for a bit. Uh, but I would say both just because like let's use Zwift. Zwift is really big. Uh, most of the PRs will happen in those races, you know, not really in training. So Yeah, I guess I was just thinking about like in regards to Americans going too hard. I have a friend who... Uh, has a, he has a different coach, but um, every ride he's going out and it's like, it's an endurance ride, but it's just like going after KOM, going after KOM. And his coach is telling him like, it's just, there's never an endurance ride and he's getting all these, these PRs, but then he falls flat on the races. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the downside. But he hasn't asked for my opinion, so I don't weigh it, but I just want to be like, dude, I think you're just riding too hard all the time. Yeah. I just have one question. Uh, so with cross approaching now, I have a guy who is doing like a skills clinic next weekend. So Josh is like the biggest cross guy of all of us. So are we allowed? The to... only. Okay, the only. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, are we allowed to like pull each other in and maybe just like uh, have tweaks in our programs? Maybe let's say if I need adjust his program to more cyclocross can i drag josh also in and just like he can help me a bit to tune it out or how can we do that because my knowledge of cross isn't that extensive as let's say josh dude i'm totally yeah i mean i I would whatever whatever works for you whatever is like a good 
a good way. We could have a call and we could talk about things, just you and I. Um, okay. Send him your videos, man. Be like, yo, get my YouTube views up. Well, I send videos. Them. He watches all of our videos because he, uh, because he's uh, like, he came through you to me. So like, yeah, I did the yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, he's trying to do cyclocross because all of his races were canceled. So now only cyclocross is available, I think, in, I think he's set in late September, early October. But I'm saying make sure you watch his videos so you can get educated on yourself because you want to know other things. I mean, that's the one thing I tell mountain bikers coming I'm like, all right, FYI, yeah. you know I don't mountain bike. They're like, I know, I watch your stuff, but you seem to know about power. That's why I need help with it. I'm like, cool, this is just want to clarify that. I'm not going to be out there at the race with you. I would just get educated on it, you know, and then lean on Josh a little bit as the go-to and um, yeah, it'd be good. And there's a bunch of workouts and I know Brendan has a bunch of workouts and I'm sure probably the other guys too, I guess I haven't looked at them, like cross specific stuff, you know, go through those. And if you got questions, we can talk about it or yeah. Dudes, I got a roll. This was awesome as always. Hope um, this will make, hope, Brendan, hope this will make your day. I, so I was training a bit here in the Vogue get the half and I got, and I got like a few shouts during the rides and I actually was approached in a cafe by two guys. Really? Watch yeah, they watch YouTube videos. I was like blown away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just like super positive things. They, they, thought that, they didn't know that uh, I'm actually coaching. Then I showed them on the website. So yeah, you're like, you're like, yo, dude, I'm legit. What? The-? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like okay. it was like, where did you get the kit? Like, I follow, I follow their um, their YouTube channel, watch videos, and listen to podcasts. My uh, my. So I'm like, all right, we just got over 2,000 subscribers. That's pretty good. Dylan Johnson, he's only got like 60,000. He's got 70, not bad. My sister started a yarn podcast and she has 870 followers. And I'm like, what? The- <laughs> She's like, I don't know where all these people are coming from. They watch my videos all the time. It's like, I'm like, how long have you been doing this? Like two weeks? It's called a yarn tail. I was like, all right, I need to step my game up. I'm getting... Trown, my sister's gonna have 50,000 followers in no time. Just like, oh my god, you're gonna lose your lactico. (laughs) Yeah, lactico is gone. Uh, how many followers right now? 2,000, you said 2,030. So, and I would say we've been doing it uh consistently since I want to say June of 2019. If I look back. I like done a couple videos, wasn't really consistent with it. And then, uh, let's see here. Things started picking up. Uh, yeah, like, nah, probably like August of 2020. So we're about a year in total 163,000 views. I mean, yeah, I wish it was more, but. Uh, so just one more thing. So like now with cross approaching, uh, when we, me and you, Brandon, talked about it, uh, should I try to hunt more European uh, cross riders for a podcast? Or yeah, I don't have Josh do those. I like doing the interviews. I'm actually really like I think my calling is writing and the podcast, and I think I'm gonna like do. I like the interviews. I think they're more entertainment, though, and I don't know if that's my strong suit. Like, I like doing it is, them. It is. I like I, I like what I like watching you do those videos because you can actually pull from them. If I would talk to them, I would just like talk nonsense for three hours. So like yeah. you just get to the, you just get to the point. 
Okay. I'm convinced I'll do them. Yeah, yeah, but cross people, totally. But we're going to have Josh do those because he, I don't, I, it's like, I feel fake. I'm like, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't give, hey, it's great to talk to you. So I really never watch your races because who gives a cross, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, so tell me about it. How do you get through cross season when you're really just ra- waiting for the next road season to start? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, Till later. See you guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.